Blog Talk Radio. chilling for the sea islands all around the world and things like that. And we're so glad that the hunter to tune in one more again for join we as we gee up lifting to the living like I said in a peer ancestral homage right here on we show Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio. This year the Queen Quet Head from the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. So glad it would be right back up on the air for Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. On a chilling new we start off every weekend thing like that dedicating this your broadcast to some we ancestors then will be done crossover and things like that. So this evening, since we just get back on the Oceans Conference, we want to dedicate this program and things like that to all we fleet who have been part of the Skeeter fleet and things like that. And right away, we want to dedicate this program to all we collect your all who will be out there. And most of all, to Sam Mutri, things like that, that love so much that we about the cricket thing about we casting it and we about to make it. So let me take a moment of silence. Ashe, Ashe, Ashe. We're so glad to be here one more again for the and thing like that. Especially at a time like this year when I come back from the UN one more again. So glad if I have this year time for crack with teeth with all the hundred children with there around the world. After being there 
in the room with plenty of children what did it for around the world for World Ocean Day, for World Environmental Day, and things like that. It's truly been a blessing for Diddy at the UN one more get. Because you meet up with so much of other rest of people what believe in what honor believe in. So maybe we in a leave wall and things like that. For make sure it crack my teeth. But these just take what we've been a study about we the printing practice now and things like that through the UN. So for make sure all the listeners are there out you all around the world and things like that, I can understand everything and understand everything when we crack the teeth about this evening. Let me talk this way so that everybody listening will be able to comprehend all of these different dynamics. Most of you who listen to Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio, you've heard me mention many different aspects of the United Nations, many different things that we've worked on in there and are working on, because the work is never done in the United Nations. The work of human rights is not done. It will not be done as long as there are inequities in the world. And we can look at things and the way in which things have been going in the world where people are becoming more and more individualistic. And as much as there's information out here, people are becoming more and more unaware instead of more engaged and more aware. And that is a threat to the sustainability of many of our cultures and our communities around the world because the few people who have the financial wherewithal to control propaganda campaigns then control major media around the world. They own television stations. They own corporate radio stations, and they promote that which they want promoted, and that is not the entire global agenda. So one of the things that I do love is the fact that at the United Nations, there are people that come together, not saying there ain't some crooks in the building now. I'm saying that you have a lot more people who legitimately have concerns about things that are going on in the world and who have a passion for wanting to fight for many of these things. And when it comes down to the various conferences, I've been at a number of them over the years. I was thinking the other day and somewhat listing some of them in my mind that were the first or the only conference to deal with particular issues. So I had the opportunity to be blessed, to be accredited, to be one of the people at another first conference that has to do with the Sustainable Development Goals. Some of you who read our blog at GullahGeecheeNation.com, you may have seen me put a link out. Those who follow me at Gullah Geechee on Instagram, you've seen me next to the Sustainable Development Goals in images. And if you follow us on Facebook, you've seen that before now. So you might have wondered, well, what are those things? And you may have also found it odd if you keep up with me on a regular basis that I'm using the term development because you know most times I talk about the destructionment because the things that go on in the Gullah Geechee Nation from Jacksonville, North Carolina to Jacksonville, Florida, along the Sea Islands and what we call the Low Country, all the way to the St. John's River, when the terminology development comes to use, that means someone's coming in with bulldozers and millions of dollars to knock down what the native community there has been accustomed to, whether that's to knock down the trees of the environment, knock over headstones in people's burial areas, 
knock down what were community centers and historic sites that pertain to that community, and then place something that they consider to be more modern in its place, but usually something that's actually cookie cutter that you can find in anywhere USA, and to block then the natives from being in those areas and to have them only be used by those who can pay what's actually called a regime fee so that they can be within the constructs of the gated area, all right? They tie to use the word community. I don't. It's a gated area. I feel that community is when you have people unified by what they have in common. So let's go to the community of people at the United Nations dealing with what are called the SDGs, the 17 SDGs, which are Sustainable Development Goals, okay? These are to be accomplished by the nations of the world who signed on by 2030. The blessing with this, this time, is that with the particular conference that was just held last week, the first to be held to focus on waterways, on the ocean in particular, that was the focus, the Oceans Conference. There were a number of what they call volunteer commitments that various nations, NGOs, civil society, organizations could sign up to say that they will do, they commit to doing, and to working on specifically in regard to the sustainable development goals. Major focus, of course, being those dealing with water in this case. So with the Oceans Conference, the focus was on sustainable development goal number 14, life below water is what it is called, life below water. So they want you to really under and understand we're dealing with the sea creatures in there, but the effects on them will have effects on us. And how was that pan out? We do not do some things in regard to changing the climate of climate change. So before I go Straight to 14, I know I have some very linear people that listen because they're scientists like I am, that they may be already saying, well, what what, what happened to the other 13 conferences? Well, they haven't had 13 other conferences prior to this. The Oceans Conference is the first that I know of, of its kind because the other 13 things already are being dealt with on some level within the United Nations by NGOs, by various other bodies of the UN. So we're just going to go through what those 13 are first. The first one is no poverty. So nations of the world have agreed to work on the elimination of poverty worldwide by 2030. Now here in the Gullah Geechee Nation, this is harvest season. I immediately got back here had to prepare for the Juneteenth at the Jepson, and I want to thank everyone that came out last Saturday. It was beautiful to have over 600 people attend. This was either the largest or the second largest crowd they've ever had for Juneteenth at the Jepson. And so many of you were Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fans telling me, 
that you appreciate staying informed so that you know what's going on, and then not just knowing about it or not just clicking like, but then you actually showed up and showed out. I truly respect and appreciate it. And thank, thank you, thank you to all of the children with the shared pictures and things like that. I really appreciate those of you who tagged photos that you took in the auditorium as well. Well, Saturday, as soon as we left there, we went to a restaurant to eat. We went over to Shabazz Seafood because we want to support Gullah Geechee businesses in any city or town that we're in where we can find them. Well, there are things that some of us just don't like to eat. There are things that we just don't want to eat. There's things that we're growing in the field that's just rotten in the field. I look around, and you open a trash can at any restaurant or anywhere that you go, there's food people throw in there. So when we say no poverty, have zero poverty in the world, I know people in the Western world are like, oh, that's a ridiculous goal. Oh, it's not going to happen. But we need to be more conscious and cognizant about what we're doing. And if you're in the Gullah Geechee Nation and you grow your own food, like my family grows our own food, Try to sell your food, I get it. But if you do not, keep in mind the fruits and the vegetables are perishable goods. So what good is it going to do you if you try to hoard it? If you know that you are at the point where, okay, I can't sell this or it's in so much abundance that it's more than the market can stand, there are elders that could use the food. There are food banks that could use the food. So if you want to help sustain the community and you want to be part of developing the community into a place where nobody is really hungry, no one is starving, there is no poverty there, then what you would do is take some of that food and give it to some other people. Don't let it just rot in the field. I know you all say, well, the ants and the bugs need to eat too. Trust me, they're going to eat their share. So don't just let it stay out there and rot. If you planted it and you're getting an abundant harvest, there's always somewhere else for it to go, even if you can't sell it all on the marketplace. And we don't want poverty to be in an economic sense. So when you come out to these events and activities where people are, come and spend some money, even if it's only a dollar. I had Girl Scouts here today. And, again, thank you all so much, San Jacinto, out in Houston. I got so much love for them out in that area because they are bringing Girl Scouts here to the Gullah Geechee Nation every year now. And these Girl Scouts are outstanding young ladies. I mean, they're so well-behaved, and they are intelligent. And I just enjoy spending days with them and dialoguing with them. I truly salute them. So here it is. They ate all their food today, which brings me to the second point of zero hunger. When people are impoverished, more often than not, there's hunger there. I don't mean you just want something to eat or you don't want to eat what you got in the house. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about board-certified hunger. You're starving. Your stomach's swelling out and other things like that because you do not have food, not because you just don't have the choice of food you want. I'm talking because, you know, black folks like to say, I'm hungry. When you're not hungry, you've never had hunger in your life, you really are saying, you would like something different to eat other than what you have in front of you. So we need to think about that. But many times when people are in poverty, they don't have the economic means by which to get real food. And much of what you buy in a fast food place is called a food-like substance. It's not actual food. So if we want to help eliminate poverty, we can also support those who do have things that they're doing themselves 
a lot of people come out to the St. Helena Community Market. Many come say hi, and they don't purchase anything. Reconsider that. You come to visit the Gullah Geechee Nation during the summer, during this time frame, during the spring breaks, whatever. Reconsider just walking through to look at the natives or take a picture or selfie with them. Do what even these Girl Scouts did. Save your little change even if you buy a postcard for a dollar from somebody, a patch, a button for $5 or something from someone. If you can't buy a $300 sweetgrass basket, we understand. But every penny does count if we intend to have a world with no poverty where people can feed themselves so that we also have zero hunger. To me and, and to most of us at the UN, these things go hand in hand. And if you look at the sustainable development goals, you'll see the logo for no poverty are people of all different sizes and genders holding hands together. So it's a literal imagery of that, okay? No poverty. Zero hunger is the second one. No poverty is number one. Zero hunger is number two. Number three is good health and well-being. So not having people out here starving, homeless, lacking economic wherewithal and ability to gain more income would lead to good health and well-being. One does not have good health if you don't have good food to sustain yourself or you are going to bed hungry because you're so impoverished economically that you can't afford to feed yourself well. You don't own property on which to grow your own food or anything. When you do own your own property, you grow your own food. If you can go out here in the creek and you can do things, trust me, being outside and doing physical work will help your health condition and your overall well-being. Also being around positive people and doing uplifting things and things that are motivating will also help your health and your well-being. So when you are healthy and your being is well, you can help with the previous two goals and the ones that are coming because you can help somebody else with making sure they can eat. You can help somebody else to gain some financial wealth so that we can eliminate the hunger and the poverty in the world. A lot of people say, well, there's not a whole lot of things that I can do because I'm not that well educated. Well, goal four is quality education because we have this thing out here that people call education that a lot of us who are more aware and in the communities of people of African descent that are in the United States and in the Gullah Geechee Nation would say is miseducation because the way in which people of African descent or it's somebody else's projection of how they want us to be remembered and how they want our ancestors to be remembered, or more often not, we're left out of the story completely. This was something we talked about on my tour today, how plantation tours throughout the Gullah Geechee Nation and throughout the Deep South as well, they give tours that totally eliminate the existence of African people and being enslaved and them being the ones that built the plantation houses as well as the smaller buildings and that it was there expertise that was exploited so that someone else could benefit. Now, other people then ended up with good health, good well-being, generational wealth that is now off-center, out of balance in the world because, as they said, it's 1% of the whole world that owns 90 to 95% of all the wealth in the world. That's totally out of balance. So the more educated we become, the more we can start to under and overstand these types of constructs and concepts and then do more to eliminate the inequities 
that are global. Part of that elimination comes in with goal number five, gender equality, because still across the world, women are not getting a dollar for their work. They're getting less than a dollar for their work when a man gets an entire dollar. Some countries, women might get 40 cents, a man get a dollar, some is 50. But nowhere in the world are they saying that women actually get the same pay that men get, even if women are more educated than men by degrees. They can have multiple degrees and everything, do the same, have the same job title, and still not, and the man not have a degree even in some cases, or have less degrees than the woman. And the woman will still not make the same amount that the man would make. So there's a lot of gender equality issues that need to be dealt with in regard to economic empowerment if we're going to talk about, number one, the elimination of poverty, because especially women of African descent are some of the most impoverished people on the planet. And you all, if you follow us on Gullah Geechee Nation's Facebook fan page, there have been various times where I posted things about the inequities and about the lack of wealth, and that, in fact, I believe it was two years ago, the last report that I could truly find was two to three years old at this point, where it said that African-Americans' women's median average of wealth was $6. $6, one, two, three, four, five, six. There's no zeros behind that. Okay, if y'all think there's a comma coming or anything, no, $6, because their debts exceed their assets. And, again, land ownership is a major asset. I'm not talking about a mortgage, not holding a mortgage, because the bank owns that if you still have a mortgage. If you burn the mortgage, now you own it and you have an asset. So we have to start dealing with these equality issues if we're going to have women that have the opportunity to not be in poverty with their degrees because there's a bunch of women who have degrees and live in poverty with their children, all right? And then that means that their children aren't eating as well as they could and therefore are not having the good health and well-being that the mothers went to go get their degrees to hope that they would get the stride in life to have. Many of our women in various countries of the world, and specifically on a lot of islands, have this issue to contend with as they do in the motherland, and that is of goal number six, the clean water and sanitation issue. Because many places, people still don't have clean drinking water. They don't have drinking water wells driven there. And so there's a number of companies that I even met with, got to sit in some sessions with, while we were in the U.N., that one of which I'm praying will definitely partner with us, even with the Gullah Geechee Nation International Music and Movement Festival, to do some cultural exchange work, but also then have our children here on the Sea Islands help to couple with them to bring drinking wells to other places where our people are, and then to make the links of our culture and why water is so important to everyone in the world, but in particular to us. So we would love to do that to couple with them along with Island Nation. So I'll keep you all posted on how that comes to be because the person I met with said he definitely would like to work with us. So God willing, they'll be part of the festival this year. And then number seven, which is a major one for us right now in the Gullah Geechee Nation, and some of our partners are out there trying to help us find ways to do this, to have affordable and clean energy. We have all of this wind power we can do, solar power. Y'all know we could do it in the Sea Islands. 
There's water power. There's a lot of different ways to do things other than oil. You know that we fought to stop the oil drilling. We stopped the seismic gun testing off of our coast, and we intend to keep it that way. And so we stand with the rest of the world who's working on number seven for the affordable and clean energy and the affordable aspect of getting these types of things like the solar panels here in the Gullah Geechee Nation is something that we definitely need partners for to grant people solar panels for many of our organizations and our buildings of our organizations and people's homes, especially the elders' homes, we could really use that type of help so that people's bills can be just about eliminated in terms of having to pay for electricity or to continue to use oil and gas and things like that at their homes to heat with. We want to get to this point where we can truly sustain the earth because we are using things that are renewable, clean sources which, again, improves the health. And we go back to number three, when you don't have all these coal plants out here emitting things that are toxic to the human body. And so that's why the Gullah Geechee Sustainability Think does a lot of work along with the Medical University of South Carolina in regard to looking at where the source pollution is coming from that's causing toxins to enter the body and to lower the quality of health and for people and thereby the quality of life for many of our people. Because we want people to have what goes to number eight, decent work and economic growth, decent work and economic growth. The most decent work for me is being able to do things that can uplift other people and to do this for my community and in my community. And I truly wish we were not in a system where you had to work just for money to pay your bills because I think a lot more people would do a lot of positive, uplifting things if they didn't also just have to get money. There are people who do just have a love of money, okay, and which they say is the root of all evil. Money is not. It's the love of it. And there are some people love money more than their mama. Okay, so they would sell her to get the money. And so that's just real. But the thing is, that doesn't economically empower them usually in the end. All right, they really end up with other issues where that money has to get spent on doctors or anything else or just at the funeral home. All right, but the economic growth that can come from people doing decent work, having decent work, having work where they're paid a proper wage, where we do not have the gender inequality, where we have equality, where people, because of the quality of their education and their work ethic, get paid a fair and decent wage. Here in the Gullah Geechee Nation, we've been taught do things decently and in order. So I greatly appreciate the fact that in this list of sustainable development goals is the word decent, decent work, not just work. Okay, that's an adjective describing what kind of work. Decent work and economic growth go together. Give people a decent work, pay them a decent salary, then they should be able to economically empower themselves. And minimum wage in the U.S. doesn't do that. Now, number nine, when we talk about these other things with the economics, we've got to talk about number nine, which is industry, innovation, and infrastructure. As we talk about clean energy and affordable energy, we have to talk about industry and innovation and how that now affects the infrastructure, what infrastructure is now needed, and what are the economic aspects of that. So to have the economic growth, 
we may have to reinvest that economic growth in having the type of innovation and industries and infrastructure in our communities that benefit our communities and not destroy those communities and not destroy the environment. So that's when we're really getting into sustainable development, when we have industries and innovations that are positive and that are healing to the community and that are beneficial to all because then that helps us with number 10, which is reduced inequalities. See, before, number five was gender equality, and then number 10 is reduced inequalities, because inequalities are not just linked to gender. They're linked to ethnicity. They're linked to race. They're linked to age. They're linked to a variety of factors. So we're not saying eliminate all the inequalities by 2030 because nobody wanted to be unrealistic. They wanted to have sustainable development goals that they feel could be obtainable development goals. So they decide on reduced inequalities. It would be a utopia if we actually eliminate all inequalities. But once we can do that, we go into number 11, which is having sustainable cities and communities. And, of course, for us in the Gullah Geechee Nation, it is truly about sustaining community and legacy and culture, whether we are in the rural areas or urbanized areas that are our cities of the Gullah Geechee Nation, like Jacksonville, Florida, which has the most polluted zip code in all of the Gullah Geechee Nation and the U.S., located there, whether we're talking about Jacksonville, North Carolina, or Charleston, South Carolina, or North Charleston, South Carolina, or Savannah, Georgia, which are all the major cities of the Gullah Geechee Nation, whether we're talking about those cities or we're dealing with the other more rural, smaller communities, we would like to be able to sustain cultural heritage and the soil beneath our feet, literally, within these communities. And so that's what number 11 focuses on. And we can do that if we get into number 12, which is responsible consumption and production. Responsible consumption and production. Now I want to just point out for you what an impact the conference has on me already, and I know there are going to be more impacts that's going to come to me slowly over time now that I'm back here literally on the ground and in the field here in the Gullah Geechee Nation. I am a person who, like many others, you're shopping in the supermarket and they'll say, okay, paper or plastic, and you say, well, it didn't matter. For years, you said, whichever one. Or you want the plastic because you're thinking about you have a long walk or you have something to pick up, and the handles on the plastic you feel a whole better, or the bag might stretch it a whole better than the paper bag. So you'll say, well, yeah, give me the plastic bag. Then as time went on and I learned more and we're doing a lot more work with our volunteers at the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition and thank the coalition for sponsoring, helping to sponsor my trip to the U.N. and for continuing to sponsor this radio broadcast, we're doing the work, cleaning up what people throw out of their hands in our ditches. And if those ditches get filled with water, as many of you saw with the videos I put online at Gullah Geechee TV, especially during Hurricane Matthew, you see that those plastics will float, but they'll also clog areas. So now those things, if they do get pushed from the ditches, eventually end up in the creeks and the estuaries and can end up in the ocean and many of our sea creeks. So responsible consumption for me started to take on a new life about whether I want the plastic bags or not. 
I have over the past year or two gotten much better because I literally have suitcases full of the reusable bags. We pick them up at conferences, and they give them to you, and I have almost every color in the rainbow, and I love to have them just to match your outfits and that kind of thing, to throw little things in when I'm traveling on the road. But I wasn't the person that usually would keep them in the car and go shopping for my groceries with them. I had to start making a concerted effort to go shop using these bags so that I don't have to get paper or plastic. Because in a way, I'm thinking six on the one hand, half a dozen on the other. If I get the plastic, the plastic's not biodegradable. If the plastic, I keep the plastic bags. And what I do is I donate the plastic bags to the thrift stores so that they can then give them to people to shop with in the store. I now plan to give bags to the St. Helena Branch Library so that when they sell books, they have the bags so people can reuse them. I never throw my bags out, but I'm one person. How many, and I know there's thousands of you we've had on Facebook where they post a meme, who else does this? Is this your um, closet in your kitchen? And then there's a bag with all the bags in it. And so I know a lot of us keep them in the house and then one day, oh, man, I just got to get rid of these bags one day. And then some people will sit that bag out on the street. Well, it might end up in a landfill. It may end up anywhere where it doesn't break down. So now I have this impact of what it does to sea creatures so indelibly etched in my mind because of the Oceans Conference, I'm very hesitant to tell anybody it's okay to give me a plastic bag in the grocery store. So now I'm more conscious of making sure, so much so today I made sure to add, I came in with my reusable bags from yesterday for shopping, and I made sure as soon as I unloaded things out of them, I put them right back in the car. So that anywhere else that I go and I happen to do any shopping, I automatically have at least two of our Gullah Geechee Nation reusable bags in the car at all times. And I'm intending to make sure I have them packed and even some of my other rolling bags and other things to just ensure that I don't continue to contribute to either chopping down more trees for the making of paper bags, okay, that I'm not contributing to then our sea creatures somehow getting caught up in these plastic bags. So I salute Folly Beach and many of the other beaches that have a ban on the use of plastic bags, period. They do not allow them to be used there anymore. And so that helps with the sustainability of our communities and our waterways. And it's about being more responsible about what we're consuming and that when we purchase those things, we're going to consume what it is. But I know y'all are thinking about consumption in terms of using too much light, leaving your electricity on, running your water too long, all of these things that we have to become more conscious of. And then in production, what types of things that companies are making and how can they be responsible for it? I have to give a shout-out because I know many of us listen to and like the song, we like Run DMC, that did Ma Adidas. Well. Adidas is how they pronounced it at the U.N., and Adidas has now said that they are committed to making tens of thousands of shoes from recycled plastics every year. And so I salute them for being a company that stepped up to take conscious action in regard to number 13, climate action, as well as 12 which is responsible consumption and 
production, that they are going to produce these things and then be able to donate them. You know how Crocs and those shoes are plastic. I take it that they're going to have something along those lines. Now, with climate action, as you all have seen, the Wisdom Circle Council of Elders members and Assembly Representatives members and Gullah Geechee Sustainability Think Tank members are consistently engaged in so many things related to climate action. I can't even list them all here tonight. That will take a few broadcasts, and you can go back in the archives of the show and listen to many of the things I've talked about already, as well as with the work the Gullah Geechee Fishing Association has been doing to show people how to mitigate their impacts on our environment when you go fishing and so forth, because we want to protect, number 14, the life below water, which is what the Oceans Conference was all about. And part of protecting life below water is number 15, which is life on land. What is it that we are doing on land? All these things I mentioned before we do on land. And the things that we do on land, including throwing garbage out your window, throwing things out your hand on the ground instead of finding a garbage can for it, these things do have effects on our quality of life, our good health and well-being has something to do with whether you're going to have clean water around the community. Many urban areas do not have clean water because of all the pollution from various point sources that end up out in the bays and in the oceans where they are. And as a result, the people there's health is not as good and their well-being is not as good and it's not sustainable for their communities. And so there has to be more responsibility in terms of what people are doing with life on land, how you live your life, how are you in balance with all the living creatures on land. And then if we can treat the earth right, well, the earth will treat us right. It will continue to nurture us, feed us, and then we have the food so that we can't have the zero hunger. The more people are able to eat, the more people are able to economically empower themselves. We will not have the poverty, but we have to educate people on the things that they're doing that may be having negative impacts, and they may not even be aware of it because it's so habitual for them to do certain types of things. Maybe their mama ain't raised them right to be real and deep and honest with you, that if your mama just told you you could just throw stuff down at your hand, put things down, you finish eating it, you don't have to find a trash can or nothing like that, then that's what people do. If you could scrape out half your dinner food every day outside, to whether you had a dog or cat or hog pen or anything to put it in, you just could scrape it out in the trash, then maybe that's why to you it's no big deal. What are you talking about eliminating the hunger? What are you talking about? I mean, I just didn't want any more of that, so I threw it out. Well, this is part of the type of life we're living on land right now that's not sustainable. So we have to begin to concern ourselves with life on land and living it in a way that is sustainable and supporting companies that are responsible in what they produce on land so that they do not emit so much that goes into the CO2 emissions in the air and that we need to be more conscious about when we're going places and five people in the house and everybody on a car, why are y'all taking all five cars? Why can't we get in one vehicle and go to where we're going together and then come back to the house together? These are all things that we can start to be more conscious and cognizant of. But I know some of y'all say, well, all that sounds good, but um, nah because people don't get along like that. Well, that goes to number 16, peace, justice, and strong institutions. Peace, justice, and strong institutions. 
Now, if it were up to me, all three of these wouldn't be all lumped together as one sustainable development goal because truly they could all be their own goals, achieving peace in the world, achieving justice, not just us, but true justice, and then having strong institutions. So in the Gullah Geechee Nation, our Gullah Geechee Nation Constitution deals with a lot of the ways in which we seek justice, not just recognition, but justice. We want the inequalities towards our people because their linguistic and ethnic minorities to cease from existence. So this is why these sustainable development goals so align with the work that we've been doing for these past 17 years that we have had the Gullah Geechee Nation in existence. And so peace comes when the people have justice and they have a good quality of life they're economically empowered, ain't nobody hungry out here, and you have a good sense of who you are. You're educated and know who you are, and you have a pride in that. You will then be more responsible for sustaining yourself, your community, your family, and part of that will help you want to keep it clean and keep it uplifted at all times. And then people who do that kind of are the ones who build and create institutions and institutionalize frameworks of their cultural heritage and existence and to sustain them. Because even if they're not getting paid, they're there to do the work. They're there to put in work. They're there to do the job, even if it's just to honor the life of the land and honor the lives on the land, the ones before us, the ones that will come after us. And we do this best here in the Gullah Geechee Nation because of number 17, our partnerships for the goals. And so you've heard me mention some companies that I've met with. I've also met with other nations, ambassadors, and some of the other major players at the U.N. while I was there and had an opportunity for us to exchange cards and have some brief dialogues about what we can do together to further the partnerships. And we're going to continue to be a part of these STG meetings, these conferences. God willing, all of you who are listening have given and will give to the Gullah Geechee Land and Legacy Fund because in giving to the Gullah Geechee Land and Legacy Fund, that is what allows us to have the money to have delegates attend these conferences, to be able to obtain the information and bring it back. For those of you who cannot go to these conferences, for me to be inside with cameras, and to be able to record things for Gullah Geechee TV and bring that back, and to be able to place images and other things on our social media. And that costs. To have cameras, costs for the cameras. To have SD cards, that costs. To have electricity running to recharge the things or to get batteries, that costs. So freedom ain't free. And so when we talk about wanting to have justice, wanting to have strong institutions, wanting to eliminate poverty, have zero hunger, have good health and well-being, have quality education, have gender equality, have clean water and sanitation, have affordable and clean energy, have people have decent work and have economic growth from it, have industry innovation and infrastructure, reduce inequalities, 
to stay, have sustainable cities and communities where there's responsible consumption and production, where we're taking climate action so that we have our life below water that's healthy and we have our life on land that is healthy, then we have the peace, the justice, and the strong institutions that we can partner with all over the world. And we are with people who stand with us, who want to see the world be a better place. And I loved that one gentleman said in the celebration on World Oceans Day that people say to him, well, you want to leave the, a better future for your children. And he said, no, I want to live in a better time with my children now. And I thought that was so critical, his position on that. Because, yes, why would you try? Because I, I am sure there are people living here in the Gullah Geechee Nation that moved here that they came here to die. So they have no concern and little interest in any of the climate change dynamics and being engaged in any aspect of climate action. They are here to try to spend off the money and the credit that they've accumulated throughout their lives by hook or by crook that they're going to spend it by hook or by crook. And they do not care about the rest of us who are talking about saving the planet, as they like to say, or healing the earth and healing the waterways. They're not interested in that. So here it is that when this man says, well, someone's going to say to you, well, do it for your children. Some people don't even like their children. Some people are not likable themselves. So you're not giving them people any incentive, and some don't have any children. So you're not giving them any incentive of saying, oh, you should do right for the next generation. They're not doing right for this current generation. So I agree with him that we should want to be able to live in the better place with our children now, not be like in church where we dying to go to another place that's better. No. No, heaven and hell is within you. You can have heaven here on earth. I know it sounds like a song. I got heaven right here on earth. I know that. But this is real and this is true. What is it that you are speaking into existence and what is it that you are working into existence? And I feel that these sustainable development goals are things that we can legitimately have if we put our shoulders to the wheel and do as the song says, work together, chill, and don't you get weary. Great captain, meet in this your promised land. And this your promised land, dear part in the ocean, well, hold on to crack your teeth with the gully, get your nation for truth. So hold on to need for take a stand. So definitely I'm looking forward to being able to share in every one of these attainable development goals. I don't just consider them sustainable. They're attainable development goals. I am looking forward to the years to come from now to 2030. I'm looking forward to us doing work. And I love the fact that we are doing Gullah Geechee 2020 because this is the 20th anniversary year for the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition's existence and that then we know we have something to also work for for a decade thereafter along with our global partners. And we want to keep gaining more and more global partners with passionate people who love the earth, who love the water, who love other cultural communities so much that they want them to be sustained. They want them to continue. They want them to be here and not be museumized, but be legitimately here on the earth where we can work together, chillin' 
and don't get weary. Had us your great camp meeting upon the shoreline, right here in the Gullah Geechee Nation and around the world. And so it's a blessing to have had the opportunity to go, and I want to thank everyone. I don't care if you donated $5, $500 to the Gullah Geechee Land Legacy Fund. For those who aren't aware of it, you can go to GoFundMe.com and type in Gullah Geechee Land Legacy Fund, and you will see the link come up. You can also follow us at Gullah Geechee on Twitter. We tweet it each and every week, a couple of times a week. And you can also go to our Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fan page, and we often post it and repost it there, as well as on the Gullah Geechee Nation Facebook fan page for this station, Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio. And so we appreciate everyone who has helped us sustain that fund so that we have been able to do some of the things that are already a part of this goals list. And so we're going to be putting out a report at the end of the year for the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition's anniversary edition of the Comp that speaks to each one of these and gives you a clear outline of the various community organizations and individuals who are focused on each and every component of the Sustainable Development Goals because every one of the 17, we already are working with groups that are working on these. And so I'm very proud to be able to say that these are things that the Gullah Geechee Nation was already dedicated to before the other nations of the world even got together for it at the UN. But even more so, I'm so happy to have had the opportunity to be there for the Oceans Conference focused on sustainable development goal number 14, which specifically is conserve and sustainably use the oceans, seas, and marine resources. Now, of course, being a founding member and the secretary for the Gullah Geechee Fishing Association, this one is near and dear to my heart. Conserve and sustainably use the oceans, seas, and marine resources. All right. Now, one of the things that they have listed when you looked at the Oceans Conference was they had this under there. They said the world's oceans, their temperature, chemistry, currents, and life drive global systems that make the earth habitable for humankind. Our rainwater, drinking water, weather, climate, coastlines, much of our food, all of these things regularly our regulated uh, food and even the oxygen and the air we breathe are all ultimately provided and regulated by the sea. Throughout history, oceans and seas have been vital conduits for trade and transportation. Careful management of this essential global resource is a key feature of a sustainable future. And so if you're interested, you can go to the UN.org and then type in sustainable development then slash oceans, and then you'll be able to go to the page about not only the Oceans Conference, but about this specific goal. And there is a PDF called Why the Oceans, Why They Matter, and you can download that, okay? And we can just talk about a few of the highlights with the facts and figures, that the ocean covers three-quarters of the Earth's surface, containing 97% of the Earth's water, and represents 99% of the living space on the planet by volume. Over 3 billion people depend on marine and coastal biodiversity for their livelihoods. 
Globally, the market value of marine and coastal resources and industries is estimated at $3 trillion per year, or about 5% of the global GDP. Oceans contain nearly 200,000 identified species, but then they believe the actual number could be in the millions. Oceans absorb about 30% of carbon dioxide produced by humans, buffering the impact of global warming, because they said they did not have that. The temperatures would probably be already something like 33 degrees higher a day than it is now. Oceans serve as the world's largest source of protein, with more than 3 billion people depending on oceans as their primary source of protein. Marine fisheries directly or indirectly employ over 200 million people. Subsidies for fishing are contributing to the rapid depletion of many fish species and are preventing efforts to save and restore global fisheries and related jobs, causing ocean fisheries to generate 50 billion, that's what the B, 50 billion U.S. dollars less per year than they could. As much as 40% of the world's oceans are heavily affected by human activities. Remember that life on land. And that includes pollution, depleted fisheries, and loss of coastal habitats. Now, you know the latter is a major concern for us here in the Gullah Geechee Nation because we've told people time and again, and we will continue to do so, that they cannot continue to build on the coastline, build in the marsh, build right up to the ocean, because, yes, you lose the coastal habitat as a result of that. And so by 2025, the goal is to prevent and significantly reduce marine pollution of all kinds, in particular from land-based activities, including marine debris and nutrient pollution. So thank you all our volunteers at the Gullah Geechee Sea Island Coalition for your hard work in helping us reduce marine debris and nutrient pollution over all these years, the past 20 years. By 2020, Sustainable man, sustainably manage and protect marine and coastal ecosystems to avoid significant adverse impacts, including by strengthening their resilience and taking action for their restoration in order to achieve healthy and productive oceans. Once again, thank all of you who've ever helped us get out there and rebuild our coastline with our oyster beds. Minimize and address the impacts of ocean acidification, including through enhanced scientific cooperation at all levels. Thank you to the Gullah Geechee Sustainability Think Tank. We are still doing that. We're still getting seeking grants and other things to support efforts to do more of that work and have more things that we can have evaluated scientifically in terms of water quality around here. By 2020, effectively regulate harvesting and overfishing, illegal, unreported, and unregulated fishing and destructive fishing practices, and implement science-based management plans in order to restore fish stocks in the shortest time feasible, at least to levels that can produce maximum sustainable yield as determined by their biological characteristics. Thank you for all of the political people alive and who passed, like Senator Pinkney, God bless the dead, who wanted to help us with the Gullah Geechee Fishing Association to obtain such things, and we thank the Gullah Geechee Sustainability Think Tank right now because of that, as, and also our partners at the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service. I almost combined their name with the Sustainability Think Tank just now. By 2020, conserve at least 10% of coastal and marine areas consistent with national and international law based on the best available scientific information. We want to thank our legal team, our human rights legal team in Iran and our partners from Iran and the Institute for 
American Human Rights Studies right now that's going on, that's working with some of these things with us. By 2020, prohibit certain forms of fisheries subsidies which contribute to overcapacity and overfishing, eliminate subsidies that contribute to illegal, unreported, unregulated fishing, and refrain from introducing new such subsidies, recognizing that appropriate and effective special and differential treatment for developing and least developed countries should be an integral part of the World Trade Organization fisheries subsidies subsidies negotiation. That's something that we're working on being a part of as part of the small islands and developing states. By 2030, increase the economic benefits to small island developing states and least developed countries from sustainable use of marine resources, including through sustainable management of fisheries, agriculture, and tourism. You all know I can stand that last one all night, but we're going to hold that to another time. Increase scientific knowledge and develop research capacity and transfer marine technology, taking into account the Intergovernmental Oceanic Commission criteria and guidelines for the transfer of marine technology in order to improve ocean health and to enhance the contribution of marine biodiversity to the development of developing countries, in particular small island developing states and least developed countries. Also provide access for small-scale artisanal fishers to marine resources and markets. This is something we've been working on throughout these five years with the Gullah Geechee Fishers Association, with six now, and so that we can have those types of things for subsistence fishers. Enhance the conservation and sustainable use of oceans and their resources by implementing international law as reflected in UN clause, which provides the legal framework for conservation and sustainable use of oceans and the resources, as recalled in paragraph 158 of the future we want. And so hashtag the future we want, the hashtag be proudly Gullah Geechee, hashtag Gullah Geechee Nation. We stand with the rest of the world that is working toward the achievement of the Sustainable Development Goals by the benchmark dates that you've heard here tonight. So I wanted to give you all an update and a recap in regard to the Oceans Conference. And thank you, thank you to all the Hunter Chillin' who are keeping up on the social media, wishing me well, and retweeting and sharing. And there's more things going to be coming up at Gullah Geechee on Instagram as well from some of the imagery and also on Gullah Geechee TV. You can follow at www.gullahgeechee, all right, dot TV, gullahgeechee.tv, and make sure to follow me at Gullah Geechee on Instagram and Twitter, and follow Gullah Geechee Nation and Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio on Facebook so that you can keep up with the ways in which you can come and support our community and keep our Gullah Geechee living. See the grind on and on and on. Right ya in the sea. Ponesia Sea Islands were they right in the ocean. We want Honolulu but continue for be part of we journey. And so we're thankful to all the partners that we already have around the world and very happy that so many more partners are coming forth as a result of being a part of this Oceans Conference. So thank you, thank you to all the hunter children who have been a tune in this year evening with we, right here, upon we show Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio. A hunter children, it's time for we for go, 
and we so glad that Hunter Chillin tune in this week for We Story. This year, the Queen Quet head from the body of the Gullah Geechee Nation. Thank you, thank you for tuning in one more again to Gullah Geechee Rhythm Radio Station. Keep it flowing and keep the culture going. Peace and blessings.